All right, guys, it's time for another podcast of The Real Entrepreneur. Today, we're going to talk about partnerships. And this is a topic I've had asked by several people in my coaching group. And so I thought, man, this is probably something a lot of people have questions on. So let's cover it today in the podcast. Are partnerships evil? Should you have one? How do you make them work? Is it possible to have a good partnership? Let's talk about it today. Hey guys, welcome to another Real Entrepreneur Podcast with your host, Matthew Elmer. And if you are a creator, but just feel confined by your time, situation, or location, if you're an adventurer that feels limited by their role or responsibilities, if you're a rebel stuck in someone else's expectations, you're in the right place, guys. If you're an entrepreneur, an artist, an inventor, a giver, an achiever, that just feels stagnant in what you want to accomplish and looking for a breakthrough, looking for the answers, you're in the right place. So let's get this podcast started. Okay, so when we think about partnerships, uh, there's a lot to think about and you know, it was interesting. I just got back from Mexico on a humanitarian project we did. And actually in a future podcast, I want to talk about one of the concepts that I got to teach some of the boys down there. It was pretty awesome. But today, uh, what, I guess what I was going to say is as, as I, one of the things that was interesting was watching these families, There's about 17 families. We all went down there to go serve in this community. And it was, it was an amazing partnership of people that were working together and were aligned, committed, and really just there was it was it was really beautiful. It was like there wasn't any chaos, um, other than the chaos of the original project we went down there to to do didn't end up being available to get to because of some rainwater. So so even among chaos, there was a great example of people working together and. Uh, creating something impactful. And so that had me really thinking about this concept of a partnership. And so I'm going to probably circle back around to it, or maybe I'll just kind of drop it in as I'm explaining the three key points to an effective partnership or creating effective partnership. And there, I could probably do a full day or full three day training on developing partnerships from my experience with good and bad partnerships and what, what makes them work, what makes them not work and some ideas and things that you should think about. So today we're going to focus more on this element or this idea that you want to form a partnership and you, but you don't want to go too far down the line before you kind of get some things clear. Okay. And so first of all, let's talk about there. In my mind, there are three elements of an effective partnership. One is the ability or, or the clarity that exists. So from different elements of it, we're going to talk about you need to have clarity among yourself. If you were on the last podcast, you've heard me talk about the power of clarity, but specifically in the partnership, we need to be clear of roles, responsibilities, those kinds of things, right? The second thing that's really important is value perception. Is everybody on the same page? that both the value they're bringing to the table is being compensated fairly or at appropriate ratio to the profit as the next person, okay? So is everybody agree on the value distribution? 
okay? And I'm gonna talk to you, but a lot of people don't do this. And it's a huge mistake that new investors make. They get into a partnership and they say, oh, there's two of us, 50-50. Or they get into a partnership and they say, oh, there's four of us, 25, 25, 25, 25. And that is a recipe for resentments, okay? So what are we gonna do? We need to understand value. And the third thing is accountability which is the ability to hold each other responsible for this. And I'm just sitting here thinking I could do a podcast on each one of these topics, but we're going to try to cram them all into one podcast today really quickly. All right. So clarity, value, and accountability. How do you get to these things? So the the actual first two, clarity and value, can come together really easily at the same time. And one of the things I would strongly encourage, if it's possible, before you actually partner with what, whoever you're going to partner with, is there any way that you can do some related project together that will give you a sense and a feel of their value contribution? But at what level are they going to play? Are they going to play full out and at the same speed and intensity that you are? Um, is their value contribution going to be as great as they say? Do they have the integrity to deliver like they say they're going to deliver? All those things, right? A lot of us, we get to know someone, they sound friendly, kind, relatable. And what ends up happening is we end up joining a business or starting a business with them and they're either too much like us. And so we have these other elements that are dropping or they're not like us at all and the way that they operate in life and their intensity is just not not in line so you know i coach people in real estate and so one of the things i encourage is before someone actually partners with someone on a business they ought to partner with them on a deal and so if there's any way you could do that in the business that you're thinking of maybe do a trial run with them and say hey let's let's start this thing the the one problem becomes is you know if you're starting a business and you're gonna you know create a you know an idea i had recently was for an iPhone, a, a phone case right so if you're gonna start a business you know developing phone cases or whatever the you know the it's kind of you got to go full circle with the partners so it's not always easy to do that initial run the what i'm going to share with you at least help you um to have a better clarity if you can't do a trial run. But if you can't do a trial run, go for it. If you can't do a trial run, what do you want to do? Here's what you want to do. First of all, you need to sit down and think about what is it really going to take to run this business, okay? Most people get really hyper-focused on one, two, maybe three elements of the business, and they don't realize that it is a business not a sales job, not a marketing job, not a product development job. It's a business, okay? And businesses have all of these different factors involved with them. There's actually 11 different elements that we look at in a business that, and break down responsibilities into uh, when we consider a business. So you want to ask yourself, based on all of these elements, what's going to need to be done? And... Later on, you're going to decide who's going to do them. But before you decide who's going to do them, what I would do is I would break that down. In fact, what I'm going to do here is let me actually give you the 11 elements that we look at in our business and break down roles and responsibilities for. In most businesses, I've found that there are going to be multiple elements here. 
And uh, we break them down into 11 elements. Your business may be slightly different. And so if we sit down with you and your business, we can help you to establish that. But most businesses are 11 elements. And so what you can do is you can break up the business into elements. And you can do it any way you want. This is one way to do it. So like in real estate, what we'll do is we may break up the structure of a deal. So there's the finding of the deal. There's the negotiating of the deal. There's the finding of the money. There's the actual bringing of the money to the table, right? So each of these steps in the process has a certain responsibility around it, and it has a certain value to the overall profit in the deal. So in situations like that, where you're working on a project, maybe it's a construction project, real estate, it's a video project. Uh, if you run a business where there's project related elements of it, where there's basically you do the project, you get paid on the project. Then what you can do is you can break the project down by its number of elements, which could be three, it could be 17. And you ask yourself, okay, in the ongoing uh, development of this, what is each area worth? Each area is not worth 25%. Let's say you have a four-step process. Well, each area is not going to be worth 25%, right? You have to really look at the value that's being brought for that piece of the puzzle. For example, doing the paperwork on a real estate deal is not worth near as much as negotiating the deal. One question may put an extra $10,000 in your pocket or twenty dollars or $50,000 in your pocket on a real estate deal. The paperwork being perfectly aligned, yes, is important and can create a few headaches and things like that, but it's not going to put an extra fifteen, twenty thousand dollars in your pocket. Okay, so so you want to look at each element of your business. So one way to break it down would be as such: you could look at the leadership and management of the business, right? The legal financial tracking: who's going to be doing that, or you know what what value is that to the business? The human resources, the hiring and that process culture and training sales and enrollment product development product delivery customer service developing of systems and operations and administering those systems all right and then ultimately implementation so if you can break down the business and start to get a sense of what the business value is for each of those pieces, one, it helps you, by the way, when you're hiring people because you can start to say, well, hey, we can allocate so much of the profit uh, of, a, of this business to that. One thing that is a little difficult when you have a long-term business is sometimes it's hard to have all these categories. So what you can do in that case is let's say, like I heard a guy that was, um, heard a podcast recently, the guys were running a business on Amazon, right? So for Amazon, let's say you're going to put, bring a partner together and you guys are going to sell products on Amazon. So what you want to think about is, okay, step one, what's the first thing we have to do if we want to get from, we don't have anything to, we are now selling products on Amazon. Okay. Well, one of the things that we'll be doing on an ongoing basis is identifying ideal products. Okay. So there's like research and analysis for that product. Okay. That's one area. Next area is we're going to be writing the copy in order to sell that product. So so developing basically the page layout and the copy to actually get the product to sell on Amazon, right? Then there's the logistics of developing the product with the 
provider of the development if you're using a manufacturer out of china or whatever so so there's that area of the business then there's the um tracking and uh strategy around how things are going right who's tracking that then there's the financials and understanding what the numbers are so that's six areas right and that might be a good enough start. By the way, it's okay if it expands later on. If you want to just say, okay, in the next three years, what are the kind of key areas? And then what you do, once you've got it, however you do it, whether you do it the real estate way I explained, you do it this way with the 11 categories, you do it that way with kind of the Amazon example. You break them down and then you really simply just sit down with your partner. And before you say, I'm going to do this, you're going to do that. You say, what do you think the value of each of these areas of the business are and you have to kind of talk about some of the nuance there for instance on a you know, real estate deal the negotiator maybe the typical deal that you're looking at doing is $25,000 in profit or $20,000 in profit and then they go in and they negotiate this awesome deal that has a $200,000 profit what you may want to say is to, you know, instead of just saying, okay, well, you get your percentage and everybody else is still going to get the same percentage. You may want to say, hey, look, you just went above and beyond. And so when these things happen in this category, the, the bump, the additional that shows up because you fulfilled that role gives you a 25% of the bump. So let's say instead of 25,000, you make 50,000. The 25 is split evenly among everybody, but the extra 25 what happens is before it's split evenly, that person gets 25% of it. So in this case, it would be $25,000. 25% would be give or take uh, 60 something dollars, $6,000. So they get an extra like bonus of $6,000. And then the remainder is split equally like you would normally. Now, sometimes you're also going to need to talk about leaving money into the company and things like that. But it's really, really powerful when you start to have this understanding of value. When everybody on the, is on the same page, that this is worth this, this is worth this, this is worth this, and this is another reason why I like to have you know start with the structure of the clarity of the roles and what they're worth before you actually decide who's doing what role, because if you just want to say, hey, we're all partners, and yet the role values are not sufficiently specific, then you end up with resentments later on, where people. And, and what's interesting is there's there's oftentimes as much resentment for the party that's not bringing more value as there is for the party that's bringing more value, because nobody wants to be felt nobody wants to feel like they're being the charitable their charity partner. They don't want to feel like they're the ones who everybody else is carrying. They want to bring their own value to the table. The second thing that happens is by having the clarity and the value, you can create the third key to this whole thing, which is accountability. And accountability puts you in a place where you can say, hey, look, when we originally talked, we agreed this was the, this was the structure. These are the elements of the business. These are the things that you are doing and you agreed to do. And this is actually what's showing up. Now, we have another process that we use that actually monitors this on a much more consistent basis from a week-to-week -week basis to at least a quarterly basis. But if you can start to get this, this is what heals your partnership problems. Because when you all understand this is the steps, this is the, this is, these are the areas of the business that we're going to be doing, these are the values that we all agree each area has, and these are who's doing what, now each week or each quarter you can structure a thing where we hey, we sit down and, and what you may do is is hand 
let's say I've got these roles and responsibilities, I can take a look at those and uh, maybe rate myself on how I think I did on that. If I've got a partner, they could rate me on those things. And then we could do a switcheroo. And we can see how does how do I rate myself versus how does he rate me? And we have this really open, non-confrontational, non-emotional conversation around how are we all doing? And then we flip sides. And now it's time for me to rate him and him to rate himself on his roles. And when you start to do this, you start to really get clarity and uh, knowledge around how to create a partnership that is healthy. And and what's on what honestly is the case, if you have a dud partner or you have a partner that's weak and not bringing their weight, you oftentimes will find that they will feel much more able to step away because the accountability itself will hurt bad enough that they will not want to be the cause of that, especially if they're a good partner or a good person, I should say. Maybe not a great partner, but a good person. So hopefully this helps you today, guys. I wanted to just make it a quick and fast podcast for you on partnering. If you'd like more information, once again, on partnering, email us. Uh, you can email me at support at the Real Alliance, and we'll filter through that. Let me know what it is that you want. If you have a specific question for the podcast, I think I mentioned this in a second, but uh, go ahead and leave that for me on Anchor. And we'll keep these rocking and rolling for you guys. All right, I'll be back with more information on building and being a real entrepreneur. But back next time, we're going to talk about what I believe is at the core of a much, much more rapid success. Yeah, it's going to be good. We'll, we'll talk about it next time. I actually shared this with the guys down in Mexico. So we'll share it with you as well. Talk to you soon. Well, another podcast in the books. So if you have a business question, we record and post these things through the Anchor app, one of the great places to listen to this along with Spotify and iTunes and all the other greats. But if you want to leave a message for me where I can actually answer your question, one, write your question down and then just jump over to the message section in your Anchor app and that'll allow you to really quickly leave me a message that I could play over the podcast and then answer for you specifically. Whether you're just getting started and trying to find the motivation or the direction or whether you've got a business that's struggling and needing some help to get up to the next level, I'd love to be of service and love to use this podcast as a format to do that. So jump over there and do that. Otherwise, thanks for sharing with the entrepreneur in your life that you think needs this information thanks for subscribing wherever you listen to this podcast and if you can leave me a review leave me a review so that we can help this thing grow and get this information in more hands all right guys thanks for whatever level of contribution you're able to make to making this thing work and making it successful i'll catch you next time on the real entrepreneur podcast signing off <laughs>